Welcome back to Sissy That Talk. Uh, this is Kurt. Joining me are my extra special guest judges. We have Melissa Gabrielson. Howdy, y'all. Who is joining us from the great state of Kentucky. And also joining us from abroad is Mr. Elliot Fisher. Greetings, everyone. So if we sound like we are recording from remote locations this week, that's because this time everybody but me is. Uh, and and the the dedication, y'all, of doing this even when you're you're on vacation is stupid. I am in the parking lot of a liquor store. And I think Kurt was unfortunately overselling that I'm also sitting in a parking lot of my part-time job uh, in, I believe it's pronounced... Grand Chute, the locals here in the greater Appleton area. Ooh, mm. Chute. So <laughs> fancy. It is. Is it, is it actually Grand Chute? Oh, sorry. My apologies. It is okay. Grand Chute. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Interesting that you leave out the le at the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah, that would, I feel like it's just getting extra. That's too much. Le Grand Chute. <laughs> that sounds like a like a challenge on the great British thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You are making a yeah. wrong thing. Or what happens in the bathroom in a French hotel? Ooh, we. <laughs> okay, so we've uh, we've crossed the Rubicon now, and uh, I think we're warmed up. We're ready to go. <laughs> Since. <laughs> Since both of you have other things to be doing, why don't we just jump right into this week and talk about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5, Episode 7. We are in the top four, and this week, uh, we will let Ru tell us about the challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll face off in a stand-up comedy smackdown. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag All-Stars 5. Each of you needs to work up a comedy routine that is jam-packed with jokes. Yuck yucks, you know, ha-has. <laughs> I'm drinking champagne. <laughs> what did that even mean? I have no idea. <laughs> Sometimes there are references that I just don't get. But that's okay, too. Uh, Rue Ru used a funny voice, and I, I appreciated that. So, um... So yeah, this week the challenge was to uh, do some stand-up comedy. Have either of you guys ever done stand-up comedy, like straight-up stand-up comedy? No. Okay. No, I have not. I feel like my time in front of my students in a classroom is about as close as I'm going to get to stand-up comedy. Sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm sure they feel the same way about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's like going to a yeah. comedy club. It's great. Hey. Um, so the question I have for you guys this week, knowing that like probably none of us had ever done real stand-up comedy, but we've done plenty of public speaking between us. Have you ever had a joke just absolutely bomb while you were talking to an audience? I feel like most of me talking to an audience is me um, bombing. Because my sense of humor is just not other people's sense of humor uh i do really great with kids but like if i have to like get up and like tell some sort of anecdotal story to a bunch of strangers i'm always trying so hard to filter myself properly like i was once in a meeting with all older white men and i tried to tell 
a story about a meeting that I was in with my boss where we had like, cause you can set your phone up to be the clicker for a presentation. Mm-hmm. And he and I had both set it up on our phones just as a backup. And I was supposed to be going through it for him while he was talking. But then he decided he was also doing it. So we were having this like silent argument about him stopping doing that. And it didn't really work out. And it, and at the time it was a fun, like it was interesting, but I didn't think it was a funny story, but he wanted me to tell it anyway. And it's not, it just made everything <laughs> awkward. Yeah. I think for me, like when I've tried to tell jokes and they just have not gone over well, my strategy generally then tries to make joke out of my joke not being funny. And so I feel like that often will then get the laugh. So if I tell a joke in class and there's like no response from my students at all, I'll usually just call them out and be like, huh, that's funny because my like students who want an A usually generally laugh at my jokes during class and then that will get a response out of them. So like mm. my strategy is like if I'm just not funny, then I'm just like, all right, let's make fun of myself for not being funny then. And that tends to work a little bit better. Yeah, I don't I feel like I don't typically try to crack jokes, which is probably working in my favor because I don't know that I'm a joke deliverer. Mm. Um, but I do know that like when I worked for Catholic Heart Work Camp and I was talking in front of kids and they tried to they really tried to encourage humor um, that a lot of times that did not go well because I was basically trying to deliver jokes that they had prepared for me. And it was like, Oh, this sucks. Yeah. So, but in person, I can be very funny as long as, as long as we have a good sense of humor about ourselves as a group and nobody's getting hurt feelings, then I can be funny. Yes. Life's too short to take it too seriously. Right. So, So for a lot of us, then this week's challenge would have been like our nightmare. Yeah. Except for the outfits. (laughs) You would have enjoyed the outfits? If I got to stand up in the dress that Shea Coulee wore, I would have, I would have bombed. I don't care. I would have told every embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me as long as I got to do it looking that good. Okay. Make sure somebody's taking a picture and a video with no sound, and I'm set. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I mean, I would love to talk about Shay's outfit some more, and I think we will. Um, but as yeah. far as like the challenge is concerned, I know I too would have been one of the people who was like, "What is stand up? How does this even work?" My my humor is much more about storytelling. And then I would have gotten to my session with Ross and Jane and they would have been like, Ooh, you haven't had a joke yet. And I would have been like, yeah, this is going to be pleasant. (laughs) Not funny. Thank you. I'm much more made for like the storytelling one woman show challenge that happened in season 12 with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. than I am for this where you're just supposed to hit jokes. So Mm, fair, fair, fair. You know, yeah. Um, plus, yep. they didn't say it was a roast, which also I feel like would have handicapped me. But that's also probably the direction I would have tried to go in, anyways, because I feel like I could insult people pretty easily. Oh yeah. Um. Uh huh. You don't have a lot of experience, <laughs> but I bet you could. 
I bet I could. I bet I could do that. Jade. I know. Speaking of insulting people, um, yeah. <laughs> let us uh, let us actually go through uh, the Queen's performances. So uh, first up to the stage, and we should point out too that Ms. Cracker, as last week's winner, got to place the Queens in this order, and I thought she strategically did a very good job. While I was watching, I was like, "Oh, Kurt is going to love her doing." I think it's very smart. I never, I, when people get this power and they don't take advantage of it, I'm always like, why? You know? I couldn't, I couldn't tell as she was describing it, like, was she truly trying to handicap them or was she giving them really good spots, but then trying to like present it as though she was trying to throw them off. You know what I mean? I think she yeah. was making good TV by like being quote unquote shady about it. But in reality, okay. in, a, in a four person lineup, is there a bad spot? No, no, not at all. I, you was, know, like, I was like, like, there's only four of you left. Like what's it going to make? Like, what difference is it going to make at this point? Right. Like, it's not like there's enough time to forget anything anybody did. Right. You know, and it's, it's even if one person does poorly, does the next person really look that good compared to the person in front of them? Maybe if you had a stretch of like three people doing poorly and then somebody doing well, it would feel like a revelation. But I think you're pretty much just, it, it, when there's only four people, you're just seeing what four people are doing. So, uh, so Ms. Cracker put Jujubee first. Okay. Um, I hated what Jujubee was wearing. I don't think especially compared to the other things people were sort of like bringing out. I really think that Cracker's outfit was the only one that really fit this like comedy thing. Um, Jujubee looked like the, the hostess who sat you at the comedy club. Um, I loved her Gwyneth Paltrow joke. I laughed so hard at that. I thought it was perfection. Um, and, uh, I laughed. Uh, I don't remember where this was in the episode. Uh, oh, yes, I do. Uh, after uh, Blair's performance, spoiler alert, when she said, I do declare this is a dumb fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then as for her runway look, uh, I just like genuinely shouted at my TV. Oh, girl, Ornacia realness. Because she looked like Ornacia the tiny doll that sat upon the shoulder of, um, oh my God, what is that queen's name? Vivacious. Vivacious. Thank you. Uh, and I thought it was crazy. I loved it. I was looking at the photos of everything again um, last night because I took pictures, so I would like to be refreshed. And my niece was looking at them with me, and she was like, why would anyone want to look like that? And I was like, do you think she looks freaky? She looks very freaky. Then she's doing a great job, Ellie. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, gosh, I did not write enough notes for this, but I wrote down that shoe joke made me choke. And oh yes, when she was talking about how tall her shoes are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was a very good joke on the run. Really hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I expected more out of Juju B. I was, I was kind of disappointed with the whole routine. There were some moments that were just like, that weren't enough. And then with, with tears in my heart, I gave her my three. Okay. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, I agree with Melissa. I was a little bummed and disappointed, and I think it's unfortunate. Like at this point in the comp- in the show, like it's a lot of comparing of what you what you wanted from them and what your expectations were versus what you got. And I really thought Juju was just going to knock this one out of the park. I was really surprised that she leaned into the roast strategy of the comedy so much because I think. Juju is often funniest, I think, when she's kind of making fun of herself and sharing her own experience. So I thought she would lean into that a little bit more and pull from somebody there. Um, so I thought that's what she wanted. I think once she got going, it started to get funny. Um, but I just, I was overall just a little bit bummed about the performance. Um, I thought her dress could have fit her so much better in the comedy part of the show. For sure, it just looked way too snug and just not very comfortable looking. Um, her runway, her runway look was incredible. I thought for being a very kind of crazy, freaky look, it also very, it also looked to me very composed and balanced pieces. So she found a a great balance of a very well put together, well thought out outfit, but also looking kind of freaky at the same time. Um, and initially, like that was gonna bump her for me. Uh, I was just like, no, base it on the maxi challenge. So yeah, Juju got my three as well. Fascinating. Um, so my critiques, just FYI, since the outfit was not mentioned as part of the challenge at all, I did not include looks in the challenge as part of my critiques at all. Because the only thing RuPaul said was jokes. Oh, oh yeah, I only, I just wanted, I just so, made note of it. So joke for yeah. joke, I thought Jujube did better than two other people. So spoiler alert, she got my two because joke for joke, I thought she, she did a better job than two other people. Um, and I thought her runway was stunning, super, super club culture, super freaky, very outside the box for her, but still actually in some ways more polished than her looks are sometimes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was constructed perfectly for her body. I thought she looked amazing and I loved her take on uh, you know, let your freak flag fly. So so Juju B got my two. Although I agree with you, her her outfit in the challenge was whack. And there's another queen who would have benefited if I had been considering outfits in the challenge. Mm-hmm. But we will mm-hmm. get to that. Um so then up next was Blair. Um Blaine St. Clain. Um, it was a, it was an interesting look choice that she made. Um, and I bring this up because for like a first impression when it comes to comedy, when someone walks out like that and you're just like, oh, okay. Um, every single page turn moment was so awkward and you know that that wasn't just like editing and how long those pauses were they were actually that long for her trying to turn the pages and figure out where her jokes were uh when she made the uh joke about jane kukowski being old i audibly gasped yeah. and then said how dare you uh it was just not it was just not good and um it just it just a lot of it was just uncomfortable like I don't, I didn't like it. Especially also when she would like turn the page and then like, oh wait, no, no, and like flip back again. Or like, she, there's one point where she turned the page, looked at it and then just turned the page again, like 
skipping past those jokes. I don't know. That just really held her back, that notebook. And I'd hoped that because she was going to have a notebook, it was going to help her out. And the, for once, the editing didn't, like, I, I was like, oh, I think she's actually going to do well. She did well in the mentoring session. She did seem confident. I thought maybe if she, like, kept on that. But it was sort of one of those things where she had done really well that first go-round. And by the time it came to perform it, it was so overdone and so over-practiced without adding anything to it, which is something we see a lot of in forensics when we get towards the later ends of the season where a kid just hasn't added anything and there's no passion or spark behind what they're saying anymore. And so, yeah, Blaine was an easy four. Uh, I hated her runway outfit. Like, I hated everything about it. Like, the fur bikini, no thank you. There's just so many different, like, colors going on on top of all of those textures. Uh, yeah. And there's something about, like, a grown person wearing a tail but not being a full furry that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I wrote down the same thing. Mm. No, I didn't, because that would be weird. <laughs> 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 Elliot, what did you think of Blaine St. Clain? I I initially thought like, oh, is this going to be the Dark Horse performance? Like, we're all going to expect her to not do well on this challenge, and then she's going to show up and turn it out and, like, shock the heck out of us. Uh, but she did it not, in fact, and she just biffed. Um, I, and I know, like, Melissa commented on this, and I think Michelle did as well, but, like, the feeling that she was over-practiced and over-prepared, I feel like if you're that dependent on your notes, I don't think you are over-prepared. And I wonder if it was a lot of last-minute second-guessing is what she was doing of like, oh, shoot, like Juju, we already kind of made a joke about that. I need to tell something different, and I now need to find in my notes what I can say. So it just it was not funny. I thought going after the guest judges as the source of your jokes was not a smart choice at all. I feel like Michelle, RuPaul, Ross, their game but going after the guest judges like no um and i think if you're going to be mean like that you also have to be then kind of mean at yourself as well to see that you're also insulting yourself too to make it work uh in terms of the runway look i thought her her head did not match the rest of the outfit because the whole rest of it was so cartoony uh i needed something more like that on the head um, so like having some kind of a headpiece instead of a wig or doing your makeup in a more comical way, I think could have made it work. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing just didn't didn't work overall. And I'll be honest, like I, I don't quite understand the concept of what freaky drag should be. So I, I don't really have a basis to go off of, but it just it look just did not work for me. So there was my four for the week. Yeah, I had uh I had a moment when I was watching the episode where I thought maybe Blair was going to be good. And I was actually scared of that uh, because going into this week, I just thought she was very obviously in fourth place. And the natural thing mm -hmm. to do would be to, at this point, let her go. And if she had pulled off the win, I would have been upset because I think there are three better competitors that should have made it to the final three. So... The episode was building. It looked like she was going to do an okay job. Here's my thing about watching her rehearsal, though. The jokes that Jane and Ross thought were funny 
weren't new jokes. Like there are a lot of jokes that we've heard told before um, in the show. You know, like Ross Matthews is so gay. How gay? Like we've heard mm-hmm. those jokes before. We may have literally heard that exact joke before for, for all I know. I didn't do research. So like while while she was making them laugh in the rehearsal, I was also thinking these aren't new or original jokes. They're just sort of stolen from the the lexicon. And if she had succeeded with that, I would have been upset. Fortunately, she yeah. started bombing right away. I was really happy to see that it wasn't going well. Not because I wish Blaine St. Clain any ill. I just think she wasn't top four. like, Or she wasn't top three. Actually, that's a lie. I think she should have gone home last week. But she wasn't top three material based on every metric of the season so far. Like... She hasn't won a challenge. Her looks have been hit or miss with all of us, even when we disagree on the ones we like and don't like. I just don't think she was ready to go into the top four. So when she started doing poorly and we started seeing her struggle with the notebook, I was like, okay, this is actually the way it's meant to be. And I actually relaxed because <laughs> I was like, this is fine. Like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, and then, yeah, that runway, I just didn't understand it at all all um i just thought it was uh, like kitschy i guess but like not subversive and not club kid it was just sort of costumey and a whole bunch of things thrown together and i didn't think it flattered her and i didn't think it was interesting like i will forget this look by next week except for the fact that i disliked it it wasn't even that yeah. Uh, interesting. So, yeah, so she was she was my four as well. And then after Blair, we have the gal who set this whole thing up, Ms. Cracker. Um I was so proud of her. I thought she did great. I loved her weird look. Uh She just did great. Like I was genuinely laughing out loud, which, as we talked about before, is very important. Um, Her facial expressions just add so much to her kind of comedy. And I love the way that she did, like, actually work the stage well and not awkwardly. And um, when when it was done, I I grabbed my dog's paws and I made Rosalyn clap for her because that's how excited I was. her runway look was exactly what I think Freaky should be. I will say, though, a plague mask during a global pandemic is a little <laughs> triggering. Um, uh, but then she she revealed that bodysuit, and I was like, did the same person who made Shay's suit from earlier make this mm-hmm. one, too? Because there was just a lot of the same of that same coloring, shadowing, beadwork and stuff. But she looked beautiful. Uh, I, and like the face makeup, it was just, it was a great week for Cracker because the comedy thing is what you expect out of her, but that outfit was not. And so it was her showing such great versatility and it just made me, I was just so proud of her. And she walked away handily with my one. She was that kid that got first place in all three categories they did this weekend. Boom. Loved it. 
Yeah, I thought her comedy was like was very her. She just looked very comfortable. She was clearly in her element. Um, I thought the structure to her joke had good variety as well. So she had some like quick one-liners, then she had some like longer jokes that took a little while to build. I thought structurally it was like it was just a soft performance across the board from a comedic standpoint. Um, in terms of the runway look, I I was torn on a couple of things. Uh, one, I don't know. I, the first and second look obviously don't have to coordinate with each other, but I guess I would have liked to have seen some kind of connection between the two in terms of the look. I think there were just going to be different looks overall and with no cohesive element to them. Uh, and the second, particularly, I wish her, her face looked beautiful, but I wish the face would have transitioned into the bodysuit a little bit more smoothly. There was just a very clear line between the neckline of the bodysuit and her face. And I think if she could have found a way to kind of uh, bring the look of the bodysuit up onto her face a little bit more to make it look like it was one solid element, I thought that would have just sent it over the top. But I agree, it was still an amazing uh, week for Cracker. So she, she ran away with my one as well. See, I took the outfit underneath as, like, be the black plague, but make it sexy. <laughs> Did you ever like, think in your entire life that you would say those words in a sentence? Yeah, probably, actually. It's not even the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that has been coaching advice to some of Melissa's kids. Like, okay, now in this moment you're gonna be the you're gonna be the black plague, but make it sexy. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just I'm making someone I'm making a kid cough while doing the bend and snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. yeah. There's not much to disagree with. I mean, Ms. Cracker was on fire, and I also again give her props. Not that you know could. We don't we don't judge the rehearsal period, but knowing when to take the critiques from the rehearsal period and just change like, oh, that didn't work. Do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was very, very smart of her. And I thought uh, she not only told good jokes, but she also let her personality shine and allowed the audience to relax a little bit after, uh, you know, a bit of an awkward performance from from Blair, who went before her. Um, I think that that's also part of comedy is making your audience feel comfortable enough to laugh, uh, not just shooting jokes at them. And she did that very well. Um, She was just very personable. And I do think that's what allowed a lot of her jokes to land and to succeed. Um, And I'm with Melissa on this one, Elliot. I thought the, the runway was perfection. I don't have any critiques. I thought it was beautiful. And I loved the... Like to me, yeah, the connection is very clear between the the plague mask into what I thought she even described as like her version, like what's the freakiest thing you can be is death, you know, or something like that. So I I saw like the the dark connection between the two and really liked the the play on on that. And I also liked that the first part of her look had a lot of white in it. Uh, which we don't usually see when we're talking about something freaky. Um, and I thought that that was really, really striking and really beautiful. Um, and of course, this was filmed last summer 
before we knew there was a global pandemic mm-hmm. on its way. Um, so I bet even Cracker is probably looking at this outfit now like, oh, crap. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she was far and away my number one this week as well. And then we ended with Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee. Hotter than a mother effing creme brulee. Um, I... I like the way that she approached this. I do wish that it had been like, you could feel her uncomfortable. You could feel how uncomfortable she was, but she did such a good job powering through it. And I did genuinely like the sort of structure of her performance uh, that she did decide to lean into being more personal. And of course, doesn't affect my rank. But oh my God, the dress she wore was uh, that. When I say that I want to just wear ridiculous fashions, I want to wear that dress, and I want to wear that dress to festival foods <laughs> and and everywhere else. Um. Uh, and I just I it was one of those situations between Shay and Jujubee for me where. Like, they were relatively about the same for me in terms of total content. Like, Jujubee did have more, like, point-for-point jokes. But the awkward moments that she did have in there, like, fell so hard that there, there, were, there were a lot of dips and valleys where Shay was able to maintain sort of a, a singular flow. And so I just was like, you know what? That's going to be what pushes you over. Um, if anyone is looking for a gift to give me in life, the googly eye shoes that Shay wears on the runway for her freaky look, I need those in my life right now. I need googly eye platform shoes. Two weeks ago. Um, but I don't think her look was all that freaky. She just kind of looked like a kid who is like already on high on like four different drugs and then got dressed to go get more high like it wasn't really freaky she looked really cute but she didn't look freaky but it was still more put together than than Blaine by far uh, so she she got my, my two yeah I thought it was it was very interesting watching her during the time that she had to work with Jane and Ross I I think Shay hit it right on the head that she tends to play off of other people well for her humor. And I think she's, a, she's obviously a very smart performer and to know that about yourself, I think is really good. Uh, but I think she took their advice and their critique in that session and totally went with it and did an amazing job. I thought opening herself up again to the whole Sasha Valour thing and kind of talking about that was a great place for humor. I thought, she, it also looked like it wasn't painful for her to tell it, so therefore we felt okay laughing at that as well. So I thought from a comedy standpoint, it was gold. And the fact that she didn't have to rely on her notes at all to tell that, I thought was spectacular. Um, and yes, that dress is amazing. Uh, I kind of wish that the Saints who duplicate all of the like Oscar looks uh, for Chief also were watching this show so that they could replicate that red dress because I have a feeling uh, they would sell out within minutes of it. Um, I was also just a little disappointed in the runway look. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it was Kurt who had talked about this, maybe last week, week or so ago. 
but in terms of, I mean, obviously all the queens get a list of the looks that they have to bring for the show, but not sure if they know when exactly those looks are going to happen. If this look for Shay was just one of those, like, well, I guess I could just slap this together and hope that it happens early enough that it doesn't hurt me too much. When in fact, it's now like the look that you have to bust out in the like second to last episode. Uh, it just, it wasn't, it didn't do it for me. It was fine, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but Shay ended up with my two for the week. Yeah, I, um, Again, I don't disagree with any of your critiques. I think I just weighted things a little differently. Um, I do think she did well in the challenge. Uh, I think she had fewer jokes than the other queens. And I will say that on second watch, I do think they edited her performance in at least one spot to benefit her. Because there's a moment where she's starting a story and she's walking to stage right and then the next sentence she's back on stage left walking to stage right again so it's like well clearly something happened in between there and what did we miss mm. you know so like i i don't know that her her actual performance was as smooth as what we saw um but you know i think she did probably what i would have done which is more of a storytelling with a few jokes in there um but the reality is that meant there were fewer jokes and and even the ones that were told and landed for me were more like huh versus haha so uh for and again that dress so gorgeous if i could count that she maybe would have gotten my one because it was like she just looked so stunning but that being said with the jokes and the runway which didn't impress me and i don't think really leaned into the freak side of things it was very club kid and it was um you know, it was kind of a signature Shea Coulee, colorful and, and urban and uh, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Like street, maybe like she just like it was so her style that I really appreciated that. But I don't think it was freaky. So uh, with all that combined, uh, she got my three, but a very respectable three. So. Those are our rankings. Um, I know in tab that I don't have to do any uh, tie-breaking, so are there any other elements of the, the episode that we want to chat about before we re reveal our results? Yeah. What the heck, Kennedy Davenport? How <laughs> yeah. dare you do that to what is one of my all-time favorite songs? And, like, okay. Cracker is not meant for that kind of lip thing. Like that, like serious sort of one. Like she, the dance moves that she was doing. Okay. The song is Fancy by Reba McIntyre. The song is about a mother dressing up her young daughter to send her into a life of sex work to help bring her family out of poverty. It is a very catchy song, but it is a very intense song. And it is the kind of song that when I saw it with Kennedy, I was like, oh, girl going to nail this and instead she just like was there this that was such a bummer this sort of to me reinforces the theory i floated a week ago or maybe two weeks ago that maybe the producers are backstage going like go full out you need to win or they're backstage going you need to not win this one 
but here's your paycheck. And the conversation that I had with Antonio was that one of the things I think is an issue for the assassin like setup is that in normal all-stars, both people singing for their legacy against each other on the show. They've got that going against each other, trying to prove themselves just for their continuation on the show for that resume as it goes on. Regular drag race, you are lip syncing for your life. You are leaving everything out there. For the assassins, the people on the show are just singing for money. And the assassin is just there for a, like, a paycheck. So, like, it's just, like, it, there's not the same energy in those numbers because the motivation and incentive just isn't the same for both performers on stage. Certainly not once you I get agree. to the point where you're sending home somebody's fan favorite. Yeah. Right. I also, it was also a very puzzling choice for me for that song to bring back Kennedy Davenport. Cause I, I don't know Kennedy Davenport super well, but I feel like she's a very high energy, lots of dance kind of queen. Uh, and that's a very just like low key song. So why you chose to bring Kennedy back on that one was very puzzling to me. I didn't understand that choice at all. And she's famously bad at lip syncing songs with lots of words. Like she, <laughs> she has gotten in trouble for it in the past where it's like, oh, your words weren't really there. Her words yeah, weren't I there again. Her, I expected her to like do dance moves that like were like not necessarily like she would have gone up there and been like sultry and like really was like, would be like in it. And I would have been like, mm -hmm. yeah. And instead she stood around and also her outfit, like not it, sis. I didn't like it. You wanted like the, so you think you can dance interpretation of that song. Um, yeah, but like, like the Mia Michaels, Mandy Moore, Travis wall, no, moving around, but like, like feeling yourself and like lots of extended no, arms. The is it Talia? Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, the Talia, where it's more like energy based than emotion based. Okay. God, that's so pretentious of. Me. I, I yeah. Anyway. I, well, I. I guess that yeah, that begs the question: Would it have been better if it was more emotive from either of them? Like yeah. if either of them I had just stood been. still and sang the song, yeah. <laughs> would it have yeah. been better? Um, yeah. A hundred percent. And like, you could have moved around a little bit, like, like, especially for the, um, when you walk out now, it's up to you. Like she could have, you could have been like delivering that to, to judges in there. And mm -hmm. like, the, I would have killed that number. If I, I would have lip sync the bejesus out of that song well we look forward to your rendition on youtube melissa yeah um, yeah i'll um i'll post it to our uh instagram story when i am not in the uh holler but what a beautiful place to record that particular song out in the woods of I'm kentucky a, i'm wearing a pineapple swimsuit right now i don't i don't have i don't have the outfit to sing fancy i don't have the red dress well, whose fault is that? Jake, 
place. He wore a red dress so good. No one else will ever be a red dress ever again. Okay. Yeah, well, um, Cracker should have Cracker should have borrowed Faye's red dress for that list. Oh my thing. god, yes. Like, it references it in there, so like go for it. Hey, hey I need that. Well, I know you're wearing it right now, but I need it. <laughs> and it wouldn't it, and it wouldn't fit. She would be swimming in it, but that would be a part of the number. Is that she's too young and she shouldn't be doing it, but she's wearing the oh. red dress anyway. I would have loved it. Really, dang, we are digging into this lip sync. Woo. Mm-hmm. You're so good at it. Was t- great lip sync. It Richard. was terribly disappointing. And agree or disagree, no lip sync assassin has compared to the very first episode when Evie Oddly did Live in the Vida Loca to India. Right. And the only one who even comes near that lane was Roxy. And that's just her outfit and not her weird makeup. Yeah. It, uh, like, Lips I and Assassin was it, something I was so excited for this season. And even as the weeks went on after that initial Evie Oddly performance, I was like, this is going to be great. And then it turned out not to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to know in the producer's mind, like, why did you choose Kennedy for the end? Like, what were you hoping to get out of her or what you were you thinking she would do at this stage of the competition? Like, why was it not Latrice or Manila or freaking Raja? Or where were these other girls who were on the work the world tour? Like, where's Naomi? Where's Cameron Michaels? Right. Yeah. Cameron Michaels would have been great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cameron Michaels is a lip sync assassin. Naomi took out uh, a couple people on her season of All Stars. Like she's she's proven oh, her to be in that green when she did that back lean and that green dress. Yeah. Oh. And these are girls who were like working for Rue in Vegas while this is being shot. Like just pull them on over. Right, you've got them under contract. Yeah, they can do it. You know, so we'll see. Maybe there's a plan for that in the finale. We won't know until next week. Uh, but before we get to next week, I will reveal this week's winner. Uh, not that it's hard to do the math at this point for the folks listening at home. <laughs> uh, but uh, in fourth place, uh, Blair St. Clair. Uh, in third place, Juju B. Our second place finisher, Shea Coulee. And our winner with straight ones, Ms. Cracker. Heck yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, if folks want to catch up uh, now that the show is almost over, you can watch uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5, uh, 7 p.m. on VH1 on Friday evenings. And then we will be back on Monday with our recap and rankings. Uh, and uh, with that, Melissa, take us out. Bang, ticket, bang, ticket, bang, ticket, bang, RuPaul's Drag Race, ticket, bang, bang, start, yelp, and dance, RuPaul's Drag Race. Bang, 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 bang,